Worm Hockey Podcast, back with you this week. Another episode. We're covering the Central Division, last week the Pacific Division, all about our preseason previews. We are down a man this week, but we picked one up. Our favorite goaltender is with us, so tune in. I'm Evan Rauer with Worm the Hockey Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, our favorite goaltender, Owen, is here this week. Uh, say hi to the people. Happy to fill in here for the uh, for the missing party. Uh, this week, we are discussing the Central Division. Uh, it'll be a quicker episode this week. Uh, hit through all teams of the Central Division, uh, cover all that. Uh, we'll give you a second to, to comment on uh, the Ducks since you missed last week's Pacific Division, and then we'll jump into Central. Well, all I have to say about the Ducks right now really is that I don't really know what kind of direction they're going in. I just hope that they improve, and I hope they use some of their kids as much as they can so they can start taking some steps forward. This rebuild's taking a while. Those are those are my final thoughts on the Ducks right now. Simple enough, simple enough. Um, recap of last week, Pacific Division, we've got the Knights finishing first, Sharks finishing last. Um, pick the Knights basically – as defending champions until they until proven otherwise, they're the team to beat in the Pacific. Um, Central Division this week, we'll start with Arizona, work our way down through Winnipeg, um, and kind of do what we did last week. Give uh, each team a preseason grade, um, at least up to this point in the offseason, and then where we think we'll, uh, we see them finishing within division, not uh, conference, not league, just within division. Uh so we'll start with Arizona. I'll let you kick things off with some of your thoughts, and then we'll uh, jump into a, a grade and, and uh, a finishing place for them. Well, Arizona's, Arizona's always, an, always an interesting phenomenon to me. Um, they always seem to overachieve for what their roster uh, has. I, I know they have the last couple of years, despite the fact that they've been at the bottom. Um, they're doing well in terms of stacking picks and prospects, whether or not they can keep those picks and prospects in coming years or, uh, or, continue, or can continue to get high-profile prospects with their, with their just debacle of an organization going on right now. I'm not really, not really sure. But as for the success for this season, I think I'd give them probably just a, just a C-plus so far. I don't think they've wowed me in any way uh, with their off-season acquisitions. I think they had a good draft. Um, which might be a, a, an unpopular opinion. Um, C plus, I'd say, and uh, and going into the season, I, I do see them finishing towards the bottom. But uh, I think there's I think there's going to be another team in the central that that'll end up down there at the bottom with them. Okay, so C plus grade for for Arizona. Um, they did lose Christian Fisher, um, and they do have the distraction, if it is a distraction, with uh, the potential Keller on the way out and um, potentially and the arena. The, the arena issue, which is driving the uh, Clayton Keller issue, if you're to buy into any of the rumors, so it's uh it's going to drive a it's going to drive an issue with a lot of guys. I think that's why Logan Cooley has elected to go back to to Minnesota for another year. Obviously, um, it's fun dominating the way he did, and I'm sure he will again this year. Uh, but he's going to be playing in the same size arena for more passionate fans. Difference is he's just not getting a check. I think he's kind of waiting to see where Arizona goes with their future before he decides to sign his entry level deal. He might, uh, he could very well, he could very well just refuse to play for him. 
Okay. Well, I've got Arizona finishing when you look at probably seventh, seventh out of eighth. Yeah, there's a there's another team that I know we'll get to that I think is is going to be down there as well, which just kind of depends on how things shake out. Because you do have to do deal with uh, Nashville, Chicago, maybe Winnipeg, depending on what happens with them. So yeah, um, I'd say maybe seventh for Arizona. I'll put seventh for them. Uh, Chicago, we'll transition to Chicago. Connor Bedard draft pick. Now we've we've discussed anybody who's listened to previous episodes. We've discussed the. Um, not so favorable situation that they even got the first overall pick, um, given an over de- over a decade of of covering up sexual misconduct and sexual assaults, um, along with the lo- the lottery issues that would even allow a situation like like a team jumping up, whether it's from fourth to first or fifteenth to first, uh, to get the first overall pick. But nonetheless, right, wrong, or indifferent, here we are. So Connor Bedard. First overall draft pick for Chicago. They traded for Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno um, from, from Boston, and they uh, also picked up Corey Perry. Um, probably being a leadership guy and a guy who can, um, at least how, how they're talking about it, a guy who can protect Bedard a little bit. Um, how well that works for him, we'll see. Um, other than that, that's their offseason. How would you grade them, do you think? Um, I think... They're, the direction they're going in, uh, in terms of Bedard, obviously we know he's going to play. They got to surround him with somebody. He can't, you know, he can't have Jason Dickinson on his line. So I think that's where guys like Hall come in, especially Felino being a veteran presence and and Perry being that kind of just menace uh, and that kind of water bug out there. I think they also are obviously making uh, attempts at, at getting to the cap floor by over over signing guys. I think Athens is overpaid. Obviously Corey Perry's overpaid, but they're interesting because they've got. Almost their entire roster is, is uh, at the end of their contract next season. So I think for the, for this offseason, I think they've done really as, as well as they can. At least up to this point, I'd, I'd probably give them a B-. minus. Yeah, to this point, I was going to say I'd probably give them the same grade as Arizona, C+. Plus, C+, plus, B-, minus, me, yeah. But they haven't, you know, they haven't stayed dormant or anything. So I think they're they're going to be down there at the bottom with Arizona, I think, and, and, and probably below them. Uh, it just depends on what kind of rookie year Connor Bedard can have. Right. It's hard for me to give him much lower than a C plus just because of Connor Bedard, but Korchinski won't be there yet. He'll probably spend a year, uh, another year uh, before he's in the league. Uh, Reichel will probably take a step, but outside that, they don't. I mean, Nazar's going to. Nazar spent time hurt last season, so he's going to need a big college season if he's going to want to make a jump in the next year or so. So, yeah, I see them at the bottom for for the foreseeable future. Very bottom, like eight, yeah. eighth place, last place bottom, or or do you do you see them above Arizona? I guess is the question. I see them almost. I see them almost tying for the bottom. I really don't know who's going to finish yep. uh, worse. So yeah, it I'll have on injuries. I'll say eighth place. It's hard to, um, especially with the improvements of um, in the off season of other teams within the division. It's right. hard to say that even with Connor Bedard, um, it's hard to say they go much higher than. Arizona, which is sixth, seventh, eighth place, something yeah, like that. So I, I think their their season over under point total is probably going to be about seventy. Yeah, seventy one max. Yeah. All right. So uh, transition. Moving on, we got Colorado. Um, they added Miles Wood, um, Ross Colton, Jonathan Druen. They lost JT Comfer. Eric Johnson signed in Buffalo. That was an interesting situation that we kind of touched on last week, um, but he has gone uh, in Buffalo. 
not a horrible looking lineup. Um, I'll let you give your thoughts on them before I continue. The Avs, the Avs went in a, in, a, in a funny way, in a funny direction for me. Um, I think a good direction. They obviously, dealing new hook, um, they opted to go, they opted to, to, to go away from the skill side of things, the smaller body type guys, which I think obviously guys like Wood and, and Ross Colton bring a bit of a kind of a, a, a toughness to their lineup, which I think is good because they're going to get plenty of production out of their big guys. Um, McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr are going to, and, you know, Nachushkin, if he can stay out of trouble. They got plenty of scoring, so I think they really assessed their holes in their lineup. And I think they're one of the deepest teams in the Central. If Georgie can have another good, uh, another good season. Um, uh, they still that. have a couple holes to fill. So they got a bottom six um, roster spot that needs to be filled somehow. And they've got, um, whether that's Olafson they picked up from Dallas or it's uh, I'm picking up a Paul Stasny or somebody, but they got a hole to fill in the bottom six, and then they got preferably. I mean, again, cap is an issue, but preferably a, a one more defensive spot that they need to fill. But it also depends on what you see from Loveland. Um, Olauson is is a good prospect, and then you also have um, Kovalenko. Yeah, Kovalenko's interesting. He hasn't been signed yet, but a guy like that, after a season that a guy like him has in the KHL, I don't see why they wouldn't want to bring him over to North to North America unless they just don't see him fitting this year, in which they'd want to keep him in Russia where he's getting lots of time and having a good time. Obviously, they, they like being over there. Uh, I don't know. I really don't see them rotating too many Eagles guys through that last roster spot. There's a few good free agents left. It depends on what kind of route you want to go. I mean, Gurianov is still out there, or a guy like Nick Ritchie, Zach Cassian. You know, you can fill a bottom six role pretty easily. It just kind of depends where you want to go. And you have but, you still have they still have six million in, or so in cap space mm-hmm. with uh, needing to get Ross Colton signed, and then uh, whatever you do with one, maybe two, depending on who you can get. Um, other free agents to fill some fill some holes. I mean, there's there's some interesting names out there. You could take a chance on a guy like Kiefer Bellows. Uh, who's kind of massively underperformed, but he's still a young guy. Um, or even someone like Max Comtois, who just who was let go, who wasn't qualified in Anaheim, who's shown promise, um, but I think needed a change of scenery. That team was uh, abysmal offensively, and guys like I said, Gurianov or or a tough kind of tougher kind of guy like a Cassian. But um, with injuries and stuff, they're going to have to rotate through some some guys anyway. So I definitely see them making another depth signing or, or trade before the season starts. Yeah, yeah. So I'd give him a B off-season grade yeah. so, so far. Um, I'd say B+, plus. I, I, just because I like, I like the, the, the holes. They, they, they made an obvious effort to, to fill the roster with what they didn't have or what they were missing last season, and I think that's just some tougher, some, just some grittier type, you know, more Coglianos. I think Wood and, Wood and um, Colton are, are both like that um, with a little bit more skill. Where do you see them finishing? Uh, I see them winning that division. I think it's. A, I think it's a toss-up with them and Dallas. Uh, yeah, Dallas is obvi- is the obvious other other choice. I think everyone else is is mid or or awful. To be honest with you, I don't. Uh, the the central division is very interesting. I, I I see three teams coming out of the out of that one for the playoffs, uh, and I think five will come out of the Pacific. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll give them for the sake of our prediction. I'll give them first place, um, but for the sake of objectivity, I, I'll I do um, as much as it pains me to say. Sometimes I do think Dallas will be 
lockstep with them competing for for that first spot. Yeah, Minnesota yeah. will be interesting, but I think Minnesota's. I've got some thoughts on Minnesota. Minnesota's also also not well, and we'll get to them, but they ha- also haven't uh, taken the necessary steps you would think they would have taken in recent years to prove that they can do it, and so. Um, at w- at what point? At what po- in what year? At what stage do they start to officially just fall off? Right. Um, well, we'll and that's that's any team where you finally get to it, where you it's like now you either take the next step or you fall off. Right. They had the opportunity to take the next step, but we'll get to them. Yeah. Uh, the next next team is Dallas. Um, based on what we just said, uh, it's easy to kind of say that um, I'll put them second place finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty, I think it'll be close. And it'll be close. I think it it could go either way, uh, but for for the sake of our way too early prediction, I'll I'll give them second. And um, adding Duchesne, they lost Domi. Uh, they added Duchesne. Um, same cap hit. Same cap hit. Yeah. And Dednov got a pretty friendly deal. Yeah. You got to be happy with that. He'll he'll eat eleven minutes. And if do, if they slot Duchesne correctly, and this was my argument since. Before Duchesne left Colorado, if they slot Duchesne correctly, as in not your top guy, because he's not a guy that's a number one center. It's the same argument, and we'll get to Nashville as well. It's the same argument with O'Reilly. Yeah, O'Reilly to me is not a number one carry the team center. Not anymore. Not anymore, at least. And the only reason I'd say he was in St. Louis is because he had the necessary troop around him and he was younger and he was younger four years ago so but duchene what never was he was drafted as such but he proved early on he never was the guy to be yeah but he was never he was never the guy to be the nathan mckinnon connor mcdavid Sidney crosby superstar you're the guy number one right? right so if you slot him correctly in dallas on second or third line Center or wing, I think Dallas could be scary depth-wise if you slot them correctly. They do. They've got they've got thirteen NHL ready forwards right now. Um, I'd say the the obvious thirteenth forward right now is probably Sam Steele, but uh, and that's not even including someone like Maverick Bork or Logan Stankoven having a good training camp and making the team. I do think they'll need some seasoning, but you never know with guys like that. Um, yeah, the kids keep getting better and better. So so off Dallas, off season have- grade, I'd say. They kind of stood pat with the exception of Duchesne. They really didn't do much other than that, yeah. So, but they're good. They're good. So, B, B minus. Yeah, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a B minus. Um, I think Duchesne is. Uh, there's a lot of teams I think that would be happy to have Duchesne at three million. People forget he scored what 43 goals just a couple of years ago. Uh, was a point per game guy. Well, that's what I mean. In in Nashville, he was he was um, second line. Right. And he had forty three. So right. if you slot him, if you slot him correctly, where he doesn't have to match up with the top defensive pair every night, mm-hmm. he can do wonderful things for you. Right. I think he's the kind of guy too who, if you who, throw him in, if you throw him in top line center with Dadnoff and Sagan or however the lineup falls, I'd question it. But right. if you slot him correctly, he can get you forty again. And be and be a be a force and a and prove to be a solid three million dollar pickup in the off season. Oh yeah, the, he, I think he's a guy who thrives on his environment as well. Not and I, by that I don't mean his line mates. Uh, I think he needs a he needs an environment he enjoys. And he spoke to that when he signed in Dallas. Obviously, he wanted to stay in Nashville, being a country guy and everything. So Dallas, I think will 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 suit him in terms of an environment for a team, city, 
organization, that kind of thing. So Dallas, yeah, B minus, I think, because they only made one acquisition, but they didn't need to make very many. No. They didn't have a lot of cap because they still got some big con- big contracts, but they didn't need to fill a lot of holes because they're deep. And I think that's why they'll be neck and neck with the Avs to, to finish, but I, I do think they'll finish second. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So Minnesota, we touched on them just a second ago. Um, they They and Nashville over how many years have always been an anomaly for me in the Central Division and the West just – um, you look at a number of players and you go, wow, that's a skilled lineup or wow, that's a deep lineup. But yet every year they just can't get it done. Um, and like we, like I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, you know, at what point do you realist, realistically look at them and go, okay, they're, they're about to, or they will fall off the cliff a little bit. Well, yeah, they've, they're, they're one of those teams who I've, for years been expecting them to have worse seasons than they have. And like I touched on with Dallas, they didn't make a lot of moves. They signed Duchesne, but they didn't need to. Minnesota's done nothing and they need to. They don't like, I mean, they they added Pat Maroon, but that, that was kind of cup cup presence or, you know, veteran cup winner, you know, nice locker room presence, I'm sure. Uh, But that doesn't, that's not going to put you over the edge. They, they don't, they don't have any kids that can come along and be a game breaker. Rossi's struggled since he was sick during the COVID seasons and stuff. They just don't I, – I really do see Minnesota taking a serious no side this year, uh, especially if Kaprizov spends any time on, on the IR. Um, Boldy's a bright spot for them, uh, being 22. Zuccarello's 35. He's got one year left. He's – I mean, he might have a season or two left. I know he and Kaprizov get, get along pretty well, but I'd, I'd, I give Minnesota an F-. minus. They've done nothing to assess their issues, and they have a lot of them. They're arguably – more embarrassing in the playoffs than Toronto. Over the well, they've got a lot of them. They're 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 kind of a you know, and watch watch me say this, and then they prove both of us wrong this year. But at least up to this, have before, at least yeah. up to this point, anyway, right? Which is all we can really talk about. Right, of um, they've they've been a failure, mm-hmm. and they've dropped the ball just as much, if not more, than Toronto in the past 15 years oh, in the yeah. in the playoffs and even before Toronto got through to the second round this year and you lose Klingberg you lose Reeves you lose Nyquist and you add Maroon and you're likely to lose Dumba this offseason yeah. I just don't see a way for them to have Dumba resigned luckily they've and got so, the depth to cover that but nonetheless when you're when you're talking about big name impact guys right. love or hate Dumba he's been an impact guy for him and when you lose that on top of a uh, on top of a a guy like Reeves right mm-hmm. on top of a Klingberg and a Nyquist who's a good bottom six depth guy who can get you f- 12 or 15 and then you you look at the health of of Kaprizov mm-hmm. and you look at a number of di- these different things like nothing stands out for me right like you look at a guy and you go wow he's he's got potential in Erickson Eck but or Boldy but who's the who's the standout bright spot and who's the, who who in that lineup can can be the guy that you go wow if he turns it on they're scary come playoff time Kaprizov's shown that he can carry that team by himself. I think Boldy's going to take a big step this year. He could be an 85, 90-point guy. But outside of that, they just have some role players. Gaudreau's all right. Zuccarello's a leader. Felino's a great role player. Uh, they just don't have anything else, and I, I really do see them being pretty pretty poor. Yeah, so I it, until proven otherwise, it's hard for me to say they'll finish at the bottom. But I will say I will have them – so I'll have them slightly above Arizona at 7th. But not by much. 
Yeah, it's just it so just, I'll, I'll put him sixth, on, just for the sake of the prediction and and everything. But a, the bottom the bottom of this division, if we're correct in our predictions, could go either direction. The same way Dallas and Colorado at the top right. could go either way. So to me, it could be that, it could be um, Minnesota. Arizona, Chicago, Chicago, Arizona, Minnesota. I mean, it could bounce however it falls in that interchangeable bottom three or four. Well, and that, I think that's a good segue to our next team, Nashville, because Nashville is another team that it just doesn't – are they going down? Are they going up? I certainly don't think they're going up. They've sold off some of their assets, and they've done a really nice job collecting picks. I think they might be kind of going for like a, a speed rebuild. Because they still have guys like Evangelista and Tommy Novak was good. Tomasino's good. Dante Fabro. They got Saros. They can deal Saros and still bring up Askarov. They've got pieces in place, and they've got a, they got a buttload of picks in the next few years. As for this season, I, I see them kind of middling, just like Minnesota, just like St. Louis, just like Winnipeg. I mean, there's so many teams that are in the yeah. same boat in this division. That's the only two teams in this division that I could say are going to be your standouts are Dallas and yeah, Colorado. Everyone, it could be. It's an absolute toss-up. Otherwise, uh, yeah, hundred you know, percent. Minnesota, Minnesota's, you know, like I said, Caprice has been sometimes, sometimes hurt, sometime hurt. They'll be screwed. Uh, Nashville doesn't have an identity. Bennington hasn't been good since he won a cup. The whole division is just a, it's a crapshoot. It's such a crapshoot that that we could be wrong and it could go any other direction. But right. at least up to this point, anyway. Nashville's. It, I understand when you get new management and things that things change because mm-hmm. it needs to fit how the new management sees it. However, I fail to understand what Trotz is trying to do. I understand from a cap perspective that you need to get, you need to shed certain contracts yeah. and you did, you shed a contract and a half when you count trading Johansson. Um, but again, you, you shed, you shed, you trade Johansson, you shed Duchesne, Forsberg's skilled, but dad, like dad and I talked about, like he, again, at this point, he's not proven to be the guy, right? So, so your solution is Ryan O'Reilly and as talented as he, as he is, and as good of a pickup as he is at the price you got him to me, he's not a number one center. Right. And based on, and when you look at their lineup, that's how he'll slot is he'll slot number one, top line, carrying the weight and, as good of a, a selkie finalist as he always is, and as good on faceoffs as he is, he, to me, he's not a guy you throw the weight of the t- the city of Nashville on and say he, he's carrying us into the future. Right. Like, well, and that's why I don't. That's why I think uh, w- I think what their goal is is kind of a similar to Chicago right now, signing a guy like Ryan O'Reilly or giving Luke Shen two point seven five million. You still have McDonough making six point seven, and he's thirty four. I think. What they're trying to do is just they're trying to – I think they want to be mid for a couple of years because they've acquired so many picks. They're trying to stand pat so until wanna, some guys yeah. retire or they shed some contracts in a year or two. And collect some prospects and then, in the next few years. But and I, then prospects yeah. can come in and all that stuff. The question, though, then will be what's their pipeline look like? Well, right now it's are they are they got, are, Do they have anybody at this moment that – could jump in that lineup and and steal the show. No, the, the best the best non NHL prospect they have right now, I think, is is Joachim Kamel. Um, if you count guys like Evangelista having made the jump, but Novak was great. Tomasino's good. Kamel, you know, who's a mid first round pick, he could be good. We haven't seen anything of him yet. But I think they're a team that's going to finish uh, fifth to eighth in that division for the next three seasons, and then they're going to be scary good when when some of their prospects 
uh, come about. But I'd say for right now, I'm going to give them an interesting grade. I think I'm going to give them a B plus because I think they're doing what they want to do, which is. Well, that's, yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those things where it's like and stage. Yeah. They definitely know they're not going to win. They know you got to give them win, a good grade. They want to be a lottery. Yeah, team. you got to give them a good grade because, because, in regards to the success level of doing what clearly Trotz wants to do and is trying to do, they're be, they're being successful at it. Yeah, they've done a great. But however, however, from a, in relation to the competitiveness of the rest of the division, you can't really give them too high of a grade because what what else have they done right they, the, they gave a they gave a, a early to mid 30s luke shen 2.7 and they gave years, for yeah. three years and they gave ryan o'reilly four which is nice any team would love o'reilly for four but he's not your guy he's not the guy he's I a think, he's yeah. a middle six depth center who can quarterback a power play and win you some face-offs he's not a 25 minute a night up against the top defensive pair center iceman at least not anymore no. so and i think that the, they, i think they want to just be moderately competitive maybe get a maybe get an eighth or ninth or tenth overall to go with the other i think they have was it 19 in the in the first three rounds over the next three years or something or it might be less now that the the draft has happened but so i'll give them lot, so. i'll give them two grades i'll agree with your b plus based on being successful with what clearly they want to do, but I'm going to give them a D based on trying to be competitive, based on doing anything with the lineup to stay in step with the rest of the division. Right. So I'll give them a D, and I'll 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 give them a fifth place finish based on where we have other teams finishing. But I'll agree with you as well that they it could be fifth, it could be eighth, yeah. it could. And I don't think I got my Minnesota in there. I think it'll be Colorado. One Dallas two. I think it will be Minnesota three, unless they have some injury problems. But I, um, it like I said, it's a crapshoot. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna slot Nashville in at six, uh, above above Chicago and Arizona. All right. So Nashville six, Minnesota. I'll leave them blank for myself at least right now until we have until we talk about St. Louis and Winnipeg. But um, speaking of which, St. Louis, um, none none of what they've done have stand, has stood out to me at all. Um, they're yeah, they're another strange team because they have pieces for a successful team. I mean, Cairo Thomas, Young, Shen's a good vet. Bushnevich has really taken a, a a big stride since he got there from New York. Um, Saad's a good you know he's a, he won a couple cups. He's a veteran. Uh, they've got you know Blay obviously likes playing in St. Louis. He only seems to play well there. He was terrible in New York. And they got guys like Neighbors. Um, or Perunovic, who people a lot of people forgot about, spent last year injured. So they've got some pieces. They just need Bennington to play, and like he's been so bad that if he's if he's mediocre, I think they're they're competing for third with with Minnesota because they have they have great they got a lot more scoring than Minnesota does. They just can't keep the puck out. That's one thing Minnesota does well. St. Louis just Bennington's his head is just his his worst enemy, and, and he's the reason. I hate to blame the goalie. But on this team, he is the reason why they they weren't good last well, he, year. He's 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 interesting. You want the passion from any pl- any player, yeah. even a goaltender. You want the smart. you want the passion, but he seems more concerned with with that kind of stuff than he is stopping the puck. Right. Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta stop yeah. the puck first. Right. If I'm a coach, and this is where this is where I have criticisms for for um, Barube, is it's like. If he's stopping pucks, let him be the mouthpiece. Right. Let him run around like Conor McGregor. But 
he's not stopping pucks. No. So he's hurting your team. So at that point now he's not only stu- not stopping the puck, but now he's doing dumb shit and he's and he's hurting the team. Yeah. And so it's a double whammy. You so, have to take the reins there. Yeah. And nobody's took the reins, and partly because I don't think they have anybody else. They don't have another option. They don't have another yeah. option at goaltenders, which I think is part of the reason. But like if he's if he keeps his head and starts stopping some pucks, St. Louis could be a playoff team, yeah. and they could be there. Absol- um, absolutely. They the, gave the Avs the best run for their money of the year. The Avs won the Cup. The The issue is, really is he's, he's just not smart. You know, Ryan Hartman runs into him. He's at, embarrassing. So, so they're down 5-1. Hartman runs into him. He he blockers Hartman and just goes at him. Right. And then as he's getting tossed, he's hyping up the crowd. Yeah, you can't do that. Down 5-1. Five five to one. One. Yeah, so I'm it like, just, it's like just not right. shots, too. So... Grade wise, what would you give them? Grade wise, I um I'm gonna give them a, a, a C because they didn't really do much. I think Kevin Hayes is just another. He, you know, he's good. You know, minute muncher. He'll put up 40 points if he's healthy. Um, but he just adds depth. So I, I give him a C. Didn't wow me. Didn't do anything to to disappoint me. Um, I think if Bennington can figure it out, they'll finish fourth. Um, maybe third unless unless Minnesota has a terrible time. Um, but yeah, St. Louis could. They could still be good. I'll put them. I'll, I'll put them first fourth. round picks this year. So I'll put them fourth. I think fourth is a fair, fair slot for them at, at least at this point. Yeah. Um, with Nashville sixth, Arizona seventh, Chicago eighth, Colorado first or second, Dallas first or second, yeah. and then uh, Minnesota and Winnipeg are my last two to slot um, finish wise. Winnipeg. Um, they've got some issues. Well, Winnipeg's interest another, of course. I mean, this is why it was fun for me to talk about the Central because, like I've mentioned a couple of times, there's so many teams in the same boat. I think Nashville and, and Winnipeg are in a similar boat. They don't know what to do. Um, Winnipeg's different because they've got guys who just flat out don't want to be there. Because um, I mean, it is Winnipeg. I mean, I've been there. For, I lived there for two years. It's it's a great hockey city, but there's not a, not much else about it that's that's to like. So, if if they make the right moves, they got a lot of return for Dubois if they can if they are going to move uh, guys like Hellebuck and Shifley this year um, they can get a lot for him I think that they should go the route of picks and prospects and just embrace the rebuild at this point um, and maybe even in a year or so deal Ehlers and Connor and just and just redo which you know would be hard for Winnipeg fans to hear but they're just they're in a strange spot and on the other side of the coin if they can flip Hellebuck and Shifley for good pieces in return maybe from a team who can't eat all the cap that that Hellbuck wants to uh, make when his when he signs a new deal, or Shifley, and, uh, both of them, if they can get some good NHL ready pieces back, they can be fifth, which is where I have them finishing, because I don't think that they want to embrace the rebuild. But uh, yeah, they're they're another team that that could go either way. They could be they could be right at the bottom, or they could compete. I have no idea. I'll give them a C grade, um, because aside from the Dubois trade, they haven't done much. Now they got a nice yeah. they got a nice return for Dubois. Um, and correct, they haven't done much yet. Mm-hmm. There's Not a lot of a lot of things in the queue, if you will, for, with Hellebuck and right. Shifley and different things that could shift the the outlook on them mm-hmm. at this point. You could even sell high on Morrissey right now after the season, for sure. But I will say, at least up to this point, I'll give him a C because they haven't done much, with exception of yeah. the Dubois trade. And I'll give him a C because it's right in the it's a middle grade, meaning there's the potential for. They could go up to an A if they do things right. If yeah. they do things right, there's potential to go up more. Um, and I'll, I'll have them finishing fifth. Again, depending on what you do with Hellebuck, Connor, Shifley, what you do regarding 
the outlook of your franchise and the direction you go. I'll say fifth with the chance that it could be fifth to eighth, just like any Very of the other so, num- yeah. middling teams. Mm-hmm. Or if they do it correctly, and depending on when they do it, it could be fifth to third. Could be third, yeah. The other fifth to third, depending on where depending on where it is. Really, so, only two good teams in that division this year, and yeah, like I said, the other two good standouts at least. Standouts, the other, the others yeah. have potential depending mm-hmm. on how it falls. So I'll put yeah. them fifth with. Meaning they could go really any direction, yeah. um, which means um, Minnesota, I guess, based on that, I would say I third. Would most likely to be third, but they're but like, I, okay, I'll say just because they tend to overachieve. They don't have a They tend to overachieve, third, I but I will say this too. Um, Minnesota will say third because based on the other teams in the division, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota – are kind of the teams in the, that division until mm-hmm. proven otherwise. Yeah. So until somebody comes in and proves that Minnesota's fallen off the cliff, Minnesota's kind of in your top three. I think the only just team that's by gonna, just by yeah. elimination. I think the only team that's going to prove Minnesota's falling off the cliff is Minnesota. True. Yeah. If they don't correct. figure something out. For sure. Agreed. So uh, that's the central division. Any other f- thoughts you want to add before before we? kind of transition and close out um no i think just um it'll, it'll be fun to see how things shake out there um i think five teams will come out of the pacific i just don't see that team that division being strong they've just got so many teams that don't know where they're going so i think that'll be the most fun uh division to probably place bets on uh, for the season you know some there might be some uh, some opportunity for some real good lines given given the identities of some of those teams but that's uh, yeah that's my final thought all right Perfect. Well, I appreciate you filling in this week. Absolutely. Happy um, to do so. Well, we'll try and have you back next week. Um, hopefully, uh, Dad's feeling a little better and all three of us can, can do it. Um, so we'll see how that falls. But, uh, yep, appreciate it, everybody. Um, find us on social media. Ask questions, engage with us. We appreciate everybody. And um, we'll see you all next week. Sounds good. Have a good one. Yep. Cheers. <laughs>